let me tell you the truth like this journey of motherhood <laughs> i was the perfect mother before i had children i'm gonna marry you one day there's some like hard conversations that we need to have when i was with them i'm oh, like, supposed to be that couple we were nine months ago making time for friends for getting friends mom friends we discover who essa was as a mother living, you know this, i mean it was not a nice experience but because i had god and as a you know my mom of one now i'm a single mother of two my kids think i'm the most beautiful person they've ever met my daughter always tells me oh my goodness you are so beautiful Welcome to the Mama Happy Hour podcast. I am your host Miss Wakesho. Um this is a space um where mom share, learn, encourage and learn about um the ups and downs of motherhood. Over here, we are real, authentic and unscripted. Um because these are conversations that we really want people to talk about that some of them are actually like shunned upon, some of them are you know um conversations where people are told okay you know you don't have to say this and that's why i started this platform so that we can actually just have these conversations and also to let mamas know out there that actually you can talk about this today we will be discussing the mental load that motherhood brings and joining me on this conversation is dr noni dr noni welcome to the mama happy hour <laughs> Thank you Ms. Okesho. Karibu karibu. So tell us who is Dr. Noni? You know I still find it amusing that people call me Dr. Noni <laughs> because I think my name is Noni on the socials. Yes. My name is Mudoni Karanja. Um but Noni is fine. <laughs> I'm a doctor, I'm a mental health practitioner. Um and I think I'm very passionate about educating on mental health. So yeah. I do that through my platforms on TikTok, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And we recently launched a YouTube channel called Coaching for Impact. Yes. Congratulations. Thank How you. do you feel about that? <laughs> I feel great actually. It feels yeah. nice to be collaborating with people who are in the same space. Yeah. yeah. But we'll talk about that a little more later. But basically I am a mother. I have two children. My older one is is 6 years old this year mm-hmm. and my little one turned 3 yesterday the day before yesterday. Oh wow. Ish. Happy yes. birthday. Oh. Thank you. Eh, mama of two. Okay, okay. <laughs> mama of two. We're the ones who are you know running the streets out here. <laughs> I'm telling you the multitasking must be real yeah. and on top of that a doctor yes <laughs> but it has gotten easier okay. over time okay um it wasn't always uh, as flawless as it's going now yeah and that's not something i'm shy about i'm not shy to say mm. it's been a journey and i i really appreciate the work you're doing because When I became a mom there were not many people openly talking about the mental load of motherhood. Yes, yes. So yeah. so tell yeah, us so I really appreciate the work. Thank you so much. So tell us about life before motherhood. I mean career life <laughs> and what was what what did your mental health look like? What what was it? Just walk us through your life before motherhood. <laughs> Do you ever get um this moments where you you ask yourself what did i used to do before i had kids yeah yeah <laughs> yes it's hard to remember but i was thinking about it and 
before I became a mother, mm-hmm. my life was predominantly med school because, you know, medical school takes a long time. Yes. Yeah, so when I was 18, from when I was 19 to yes. when I was 24, I was in medical school and that consumed me completely. Yes. Then uh, when I finished med school, now I went to do my internship and yes. internship is pretty in Kenya. So I was doing 36-hour shifts. I was what? working back to back. The load was crazy. It was, there was even no, I can't say there was a time when I was in touch completely with good mental health because yes. med- medical school was very strenuous for me. Yes. Internship was equally strenuous. So I feel like that was what was occupying my mind. Yes, yes. But then after I finished internship, I had like a year before I I got my first child. Mm-hmm. And that time, I can say my, my energy was aimless, really, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I just wake up, go with the flow. You know, I'm like, meet up with my friends. Yes. Go for drinks. <laughs> you can be anywhere at any time. <laughs> Anyway, someone is like, let's go to Naivasha. <laughs> Naivasha is like a, a, a town outside Nairobi for those yeah. maybe who don't live in Kenya. About uh, three hours like, drive. Oh. I'm at two hours, two and a half hours, two right? Hours yes, drive. yes. Yeah, you could just wake up a Saturday morning and like, let's go to Naivasha. Dude. Off you go. Yeah. You, you didn't have to think about uh, diapers, yes. carrier sweater. <laughs> None of that stuff. So I can say it was a, a bit aimless. My yes. mental health was, um, it, w- it was light and easy. Yes. You know, I'd just wake up and do what I want. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't think, I, I think even me before mom's motherhood, I don't think I thought about mental health that much, you mm. know? As in, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like a... Um, how's, my, how's your mental health looking, Rachel? Um, it was more of like, eh. What are we doing? When are we doing it? Um, it was, you know, and because there was, I think we were also trying to learn ourselves as individuals. Like, what does Noni like outside exactly. of, you know, obviously your your family? Because adulting mm. comes at a point whereby, okay, you are so-and-so's child. Now you are trying yeah. to create your in, own image by yourself. What What are your interests? Your own yes, your own identity. Yes. What do you like doing apart yeah. from, you know, going for family gatherings? Because those ones were by force, by fire, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Only in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. So it was a lot of yeah. like discovering yourself, right? Mm, very true. And also relationships. Yes. You know, at that time is when you've met the love of your life, you want to get married, you're settling down. And so life was very exciting. There was like so much happening. Uh, So much good things happening, right? So many good things happening. In fact, that one year that I was before my first child, I was planning my wedding. Mm. There was Rorashio, the, the traditional wedding. Yes. There was... I had gotten my first job. Yeah. You know, um, I was pregnant also. So I was excited about that. So everything was good. Yes. I, was, I, I would say I was going at 200 kilometers per hour. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Life was thrilling. That's yes. what I'd say. 
You know, you are yes. you, as in you're at a point where you're waking up excited because number one, you're making your mm. own decisions. You know, you're getting your first exactly. job. You're finally getting paid. Mm. So it, it's good things, good <laughs> things, good things, yes. you know. Yes. Um, yeah. And is that why, as in you did mention that you did struggle mentally. I mean, because, uh, you know, mm. medicine itself is actually a mentally tasking career right um yeah. is that yeah. why you decided to specifically specifically go into the field of psychiatry not really mm. it's funny that uh, when i was choosing a career mm. it had a lot to do with my personality okay. because i love people yes talking to people and the other careers in medicine felt so stiff mm. i didn't see myself as a physician or as a surgeon or as any of those things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's also the work-life balance. Psychiatry has a very good work-life balance. Okay. If we're being sincere, if you want to be a mm. doctor and you want to be a surgeon and you want to be a mom and you want to be a wife, yes. to be honest, some careers in medicine are more taxing than others. Yes, yes. And that was a part of my life that was important to me. I know this is not uh, this is not said enough. If there are any doctors listening to this podcast, yes. um, this is one of the things that people shy away from talking about because mm. you're supposed to be tough. So work-life balance, my personality, and then I always, I'm that person, I always joke with my friends that at a family gathering or at a wedding, yeah. <laughs> I'm always the person people just start telling all their problems. Mm. <laughs> You know, there's that one person so, that people always gravitate towards. Yes, it's just that person who people <laughs> tell you hey, stuff and you're like, my God, you know. <laughs> so all those things, when I sat down and I thought mm. I had two choices. I wanted either to become an anesthesiologist, yes. the, the doctor who put people to sleep in theater and that kind of stuff, mm. or a psychiatrist. So eventually I got accepted into a psychiatry program mm. and I've never looked back. And you never regretted it. I have never regretted it. Oh, that's beautiful. It's one of the most professions in medicine, yeah, for me anyway. Yes. Other doctors might feel different. <laughs> yes. yes. And I'm um, looking yes. at um, when you started into the psychiatry program, um, was there a lot of mental health awareness in Kenya? Yes, I would say, thankfully, there has been good mental health awareness in Kenya because of the work of many other psychiatrists who've gone ahead of me. Mm. Um, but back, like, let's say 10 years back, 15 years back, uh, there's been problems with mental health awareness because, you know, Africans appreciate mental illness as psychosis. Because of the work of many good doctors who have been ahead of me, mm. now people are beginning to understand depression is not a disease for white people, <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, ADHD is a thing. Bipolar is a thing. Mm. Even politicians and prominent people are coming out to say, hey, I have this mental illness, mm. you know. So a lot of strides have been made, but I will say there's still so much work to be done. Yes. Because we're only talking about urban Kenya. When you still go to the rural areas, even now, yes, someone will die by suicide and nobody will think maybe this person had a mental illness. They'll mm. say this person was cursed or they have some other yes. weird reason why this person might have died by suicide. But it doesn't occur to them. Maybe this person was depressed all along. Yes. 
And even if cool. they finally say ati the person was depressed, but they put it like mm. they were upset at the person for being depressed. You understand? It's like it's their exactly. fault. It's their fault. Why? Why yes. did they end up being depressed? So they don't even understand the whole concept of depression. Exactly. You're ashamed because uh, if you if you're depressed and you're not coping, mm. and people are like, why can't you, why can't you be like your sister? Oh, yes. Why can't you be like your brother? You know. Thank God for also platforms like yours to actually mm. educate, educate people about mental health in a yes. way that they can also understand. Because I think most yes. another reason is that people don't understand it. You know, once you don't understand something, you won't be able to mm. grasp what is going on with my brother. What is going on with my neighbor? Why are they yes. all of a sudden not happy or they've changed? Their personality has totally changed, mm. you know? You know, instead of... Absolutely. Mm, and I feel like even in the Af- African society, they judge other people. But if this thing now begins to happen in your family, that's when now you people start taking it seriously. Like, what? Okay. So, you know, this thing can happen yeah. to us too, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So thank you for also giving uh putting out a platform where people can actually go and get this information out there and it's free. You don't have to pay for it. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So walk us through the journey of like your birth and delivery. Um how was it? How was it? Mm-hmm. Was it was it mentally taxing on you? Whoa, it was like can we even just start with pregnancy pregnancy itself i remember it had i was full of you know self doubt or yes. like am i doing it right mm. you know because it was all something very new to me yes but i would say after i got my first baby mm. i was happy i was happy that i was getting a baby mm-hmm. however when the baby landed um and there's just this weird feeling that washed over me like, are you guys seriously going to leave me with this baby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never mind that I had been a doctor. I have taken care of other people's babies. I've delivered many mothers. Yes. But when it came to my turn, somehow I didn't trust myself. Mm. Um, the nurse came by and she taught me how to wash the baby. And I was like, are you sure? Mm. Are you sure we should be putting this baby in water? I was like, yo, I, this 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 umbilical cord, like, are we? Are, are you seriously just going to touch that thing? You know? No. Um, um, I hear you. I yeah. hear you. Especially, like, I thank God my mom was there, like, that first two weeks of that story for the umbilical cord. Because, like, that, that, that in itself <laughs> freaked me out. You know? Because you're... Completely. You, you know... And I, I was like, yo, are we, um, are we doing it right? I remember. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what you constantly. Child feeling. Yes. Because now they are telling you to use spirit. Like, you know, to clean. Exactly. Like it's. Uh, and medically, I know that it's dead. So the child can't feel anything. Yes. But the situation on the ground, like when you <laughs> actually have to use that swab, and you have to be thorough yes. because it can get infected. You know, those are the things. When it came to cutting the baby's nails, I was like, you guys, 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 guys. 
um, breastfeeding, mm. it was new. So all these things were happening. But I think for me, the biggest, biggest shock mm. um, after my first child was body image. Yes. Because, you know, the pregnant belly is glorified. It's beautiful. Mm. It's nice to have a bump. But mm. nobody talks about the day after you deliver. Mm. Mm. You look in the mirror and you're like, what is this? Who am I? Who am I? Why do I still look six months pregnant? Mm, mm, you mm. know, why but, is my belly hanging? Like, yes. what kind of, what is this? <laughs> Nobody told me about this. Because we, we, we don't have those conversations, especially like if we you go to mm, if you go to Pinterest, if you go to all these, um you know, these places, like I remember when I was pregnant, all these places that you're going to find information, no one tells you, mm. they'll tell you information about the baby. They'll tell you all these things, but no one tells you like, like the situation on the ground after birth. In fact, if you think of uh, the likes of Kate Middleton mm. and Meghan Markle, like this, the stories you see on the media when people in the royal family go to deliver and mm. they come out, they're wearing heels, they're wearing this nice dress. Yes, they're looking good. They look so well put together. And you wake up after maternity and you feel like you are quite literally ran over by a train. Yes. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. your body is just not bodying. Mm. And for me, body image was a big was a big adjustment because mm. I didn't recognize my body um I doubted myself and mm. then nobody prepared me for the loneliness that I would feel as a mom yes and it's just like something you're not supposed to say but I mm. felt lonely mm. I felt this child is taking all my time all my attention all yes. my waking hours and Life moved on for my husband. He just went back to work yeah. after 10 days. Yep. And now it's just me and the baby. And mm. I'm like, I feel so lonely. Yes. yes. I missed going to work. I missed talking to my colleagues. Mm. You know, I felt guilty because I was like, but I love my children. I love my baby. No, I I totally uh, get it. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, I didn't live in a neighborhood that uh, all the moms I lived around mm. were working moms. So they go to work in the morning. So during the day, of course, I'd try and kind of like go for a stroll with the baby. Yes. I'd try and watch something. on TV. But between the sleep deprivation, the mm. loneliness, the feeling overwhelmed, you're breastfeeding this little human being. Yes. Um, it all falls. I think the overall word for the first three months after giving birth to both my children was overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. My second child is actually when I went into postpartum anxiety. Yeah. I thought I had the hang of this thing. I was like, yeah, uh, now I'm a, I'm a veteran in this thing. Yeah, yeah. But I got anxiety that was symptomatic in my second pregnancy and not in my second baby and mm. not my first. So I would say I I learned that motherhood is different with each baby. Yes. It is overwhelming. It is beautiful. It is fulfilling. It makes me lonely. And all these are normal things. Yeah, yeah. And I think we were having um, we were having a discussion with you um 
I don't know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think when when I finally called yeah. you and I told you, look, this is what we want to do in terms of motherhood, and um, I mm-hmm. I actually shared with you how I used to be scared to be left with Zuri, but I couldn't say mm-hmm. I couldn't say that. Look, mm-hmm. guys, I it's not like I can't take care of my child, but it used to make me anxious. It used to make me anxious yes. to be left to be left with the baby. And for the mm. longest time, I used to feel like this because when, when, um, what happened, I think I was explaining it to you offline. Um, yes. I, it was just me and Zuri. So I already had a routine. Routine is a beautiful thing mm. because it keeps you it busy is. and it keeps you, you like, you know, four o'clock, this is what we're going to do. Six o'clock, this is what, what, what we're going to do. Then. Um, I got mm-hmm. an opportunity and I got a job. I got a job that was consuming, yes. a job that I had to be mm-hmm. out of the house the whole day. That that being yes. said, I had to get a help, a helper, a helper mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm. and at least help me with the baby. But now, because yes. the routine has totally changed, going back to mm-hmm. it made me nervous. Yes. And I had never that told yes, and I never told anyone that look, the change, the change has affected me on this way because at the end of the day, I'm still a mom. You are a mom, and it's hard to flip between the two because I, I'd say that I can relate to that because mm. you see, work is structured. Mm. But the work of motherhood is very unstructured and all over the place. Yes. One minute you're wiping snot, the next minute you're cooking, next minute this baby doesn't want to eat what you've cooked. Mm. Um, you can feel anxiety because it's it's a bit chaotic. But work, you know, this is my job description. I come in the morning, I do this, I do that, I do mm. this, I go home. Mm. So it's also something I have experienced because some. And days were a day that I used to be very anxious because I don't have my nanny. Mm. So I would find it so hard to change pace from the week to the weekend. Because yes. now you, you're like, it's 24 hours a day of mom, 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 yes. mom. <laughs> you know? Yes. So it's completely understandable. Mm. It's completely understandable. Yeah. And how did you deal with the... Um, the anxiety of the second pregnancy? During that time, I, I got very anxious and I remember I started thinking that the baby is very sick or something bad will happen to the baby. Mm. So I was crying a lot and I was saying funny things. So my husband actually noticed and he called my gynecologist. So uh, what is he saying? She's saying that the baby has jaundice. The baby is very sick. We need to be admitted. Yeah. Um. So he was like, take the baby to the hospital, but on your way back, buy this and this medication. So we never finally got around to taking the medication, but... Uh, when I realized that I was very overwhelmed and mm. I was anxious, mm. my husband took up a lot of the things. Okay. Like he, he, I could tell he tried to be much more present. Yeah, yeah. And then over time, the, the, the beauty with baby blues is that they, they blow over. Yeah. 
So between day five postpartum and day eight, I was very, very anxious. But those three days, mm. because he was still at home at the time, he he tried to plug in more. They got the baby off my hands more. I slept a little more. Mm. So it blew over. But in case someone had, like, if it went over two weeks, now I would have had to get the medication because now that's postpartum depression. Mm, mm. Because I remember also yes. at some point there was tears, like, yo, there was tears. And, <laughs> you know, my mom was wondering what is, and I think mine was triggered with a combination of two things. My my mom was leaving, mm-hmm. right? And I knew she was leaving and she had to go. So, yes. um, so the first week when Zuri was brought... The second week was fine because, you know, she was busy teaching us, okay, this is what you have to do. She helped me birth the baby. You know, mm. that whole umbilical cord thing we're talking about. Like, at least she helped me with that, you know. And um, yes. then yes. I realized she was leaving. So now because she started t- saying things like, okay, um, we've now set the routine. So when I leave, though, like when oh, she oh. utters the words, when I leave, I just start crying. Oh, my goodness. Because like. Now I can't, I couldn't picture doing it without her. I know. Because I'm like, now, I know. Okay, she's going. My husband, it's not like she's, you know, it's not like she's in the next town. Yes, that's the thing. You can drive there. She's going to a whole other country and yep. now you'd have to fly home. Yep. And I knew, I mean, because she was busy with other things. So I had, I did have her for a month, but Zuri took long. So then I knew, I knew, I, I like the whole like postpartum recovery. I wouldn't have her for long. I knew that. But like mm. when I, it, like it really hit me that actually, um, yeah, <laughs> she's going. I think that just, um, oh. yeah, it just brought on all those like a roller coaster of, of emotions. And she saw that I was crying mm-hmm. a lot more than I needed to, you know. So then she's the one who sat yeah. me down and said, mm, I think um, you yeah. are going through baby blues. Um, I didn't know what yeah. it was. Yes. I didn't know I was going through it. And I remember just telling, yes. to my, uh, saying to myself, yo, if my mom wasn't here, we would probably wouldn't know what was mm-hmm. going on. And if you don't know what is going on it can even carry on to even postpartum so then yo i was just thankful that at least my mom was there to identify it before it was sort of you know yeah. too late um but you know it's so important for us to have these discussions because there are actual dangers of living you know with an actual mental health issue especially if you are a mother right because you're taking care of someone yeah. you know Yes. So, um, you know, yeah. I'm I'm grateful also at for you at that point, you had, you know, Habi was there to be like, eh, okay, let me take on this part while you get better, you know? Yeah. But, you yes. know, there are some moms out there who don't have that. So what are the... For, there are moms who are doing Yes, yes, they are doing with, they are dealing with it alone. So for, for a mom who's mm. listening to this, what are the typical signs and symptoms of like a mental health issue i think it's very important that you've brought out that aspect of mm. there are moms who are doing it alone yes and it's not easy yes if you are uh, if you've had a baby and this doesn't include at the first two weeks only mm. 
also even up to even the first three months is actually called the fourth trimester. Yes. Because your physiology, your body hasn't yet come back mm. to the way you were before you got pregnant. Mm. I would go as far as saying the first year of motherhood, anything can happen to your mental health. Mm. And so if you notice, I, I, I try to keep it broad and cover the areas of sleep. Okay. If you're having difficulty sleeping, of course, this one can be confused because the baby is crying, is waking up a lot. But if you find even when you have a chance to sleep, you close your eyes, the sleep can't come. It might be a problem. Mm. But again, don't look at what I say. as Don't pick one symptom. If, it's, if you have like five or more at the same time. Mm. yeah. If your appetite disappears completely, you can't eat, or you find you're really, really overeating. Mm. If you can't concentrate, and this is not only to mothers, even men listening to this, if you're having poor concentration, mm. if you're having fatigue, you worry all the time, you can't stop the worrying, mm. you're unable to relax. Um, if you hear voices that other people can't hear, or you see things that other people are not seeing, mm. and if, if you have things like mood problems, Either your mood is so low, you're crying a lot, mm. you feel overwhelmed, you feel guilty, you feel sorry for yourself, like you feel like you're a horrible person, you're a failure. Those those are not normal feelings. Mm. Or if your mood is too, too high, you're like you're excited, you're on top of the world, mm. you can do anything, you're unstoppable. That also can be a sign that your mental health is is, is not okay. And motherhood is a huge trigger for mental uh, illness mm. because remember, your the hormones of a woman who has never had a pregnancy mm. are very different. It's a very different hormonal profile from a pregnant woman. Mm. And it's a very different hormonal profile to a woman who is breastfeeding after giving birth. Okay. And these hormonal changes they are very, very, very massive in your body. And especially when you are coming from pregnancy to breastfeeding, that switch of hormones, there are a lot of women who get affected by that to the point where mm. not only can you become anxious or depressed, you can even become psychotic. Wow. Like hearing things, seeing things, mm. um, you know, running away from home. Things like those. Okay. So if anyone so, is feeling... Is a huge event, yeah. Yes. So mm. if anyone is feeling any of these, I mean, to an um, extreme level, you've talked about triggers. Um, we've ha I've heard this word yes. a lot on the mental health space. What are triggers? Mm. Triggers are basically anything that you see. It can be a normal thing. Mm. But it triggers, it, it causes an abnormal reaction in you. For mm. example, you can go to the park. Mm. And going to the park is a normal thing. Yes. But because maybe something weird happened in your childhood, maybe you were sexually abused in a park, mm. you can find that for you, going to the park makes you behave in a way that you can't even explain. It's like you see a slide and you run away screaming and people are like, Kwani, what's up? Oh, okay. You know, okay. 
So it might be a relatively harmless thing mm. that makes you react a certain in a certain way. Another example, let's say um, one person can, maybe you, you have depression, I don't. Okay. Then we lose a, a, a mutual friend. Okay. So we are both going through the grief. But for you, because you had an underlying depressive illness, mm. the grief triggers you to go into depression. You understand? Uh-huh. Yes, yes. So whereas me, I will just, mm. yes, me, I'll just grieve, I'll cry after the funeral, I'll be sad, I'll remember our friend. But for you, mm. it will trigger you, you cannot get out of bed, you mm. stop showering, mm. you can't go to work, you're so sad, you become suicidal. And all this was triggered by the death of our friend, which we have both processed differently. So triggers have to do with what is in you already. Mm. The trauma that is already inside you, you see an external thing, it triggers it, and then now you go into an abnormal reaction. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, that that, that is definitely um, well well, um, explained. Um, So if Mm. you feel this way i mean if if now someone is hearing this and they're seeing once again you said five or more of these symptoms and they are really feeling like they're not okay what are what are the next steps what 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 are the steps that one should take um i would just say keep it simple go to Mm. the doctor Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. just go to the doctor because Doctors are trained at being able to pick out these things. Okay. So that your primary, your general practitioner should be able to point you towards, do you need a psychologist? Do you need a psychiatrist? You need to be admitted in the hospital. Okay. You know? yeah, yeah. And this also includes if you see your loved one, mm-hmm. especially the spouses of new moms, mm-hmm. If you ever notice your 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 co-parent is acting funny, mm. you should intervene because maybe they are hearing voices. Maybe those voices are telling them to hurt the baby. You yes. know, you never know. Yes. If you see suddenly this person has changed, mm. it is better to take that woman and the baby. You take them to the doctor and you're like, Doc, something is wrong with my wife. Something is wrong with my my baby's mom. Mm-hmm. They are acting range okay so you because you, you can save the life of your child and the life of the mother yes so you'd rather do something if yes. you're suspecting that the routine as as in somebody has it's totally out of character i know when it comes to motherhood we do get out of character but as a partner if you yes. if one notices that it's too out of character mm. they must rather act than not do anything yes. about it. Yes, and and there is also a provision for getting someone admitted involuntarily. Okay. Um, sometimes mental illness will make you not see that your behavior is funny. If things get quite bad and someone is not aware that they are sick, there are forms you can fill in the hospital to say, "I'm honestly, I honestly think this person is sick." Mm. You write down what funny behavior you've seen, mm. and they'll be treated. Better they be angry with you than you let them hurt themselves. Okay, no, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Um, yes. So what? I, uh, another thing I want to go about uh, into is um, good mental health hygiene. Um, how does mm-hmm. what is it, and how does one practice this? 
good mental hygiene is the things that you do to mm. keep your mental health in good shape. Okay. And it has to do, first you have to start by taking care of your body. Okay. And that means what you're putting in your body, that is eating. You need to eat a healthy, balanced diet. Okay. Then you need to sleep. Sleep, I think, is arguably the most important thing. Because if you don't sleep, your concentration and your mood are really affected. Mm. So as an adult, you should aim to get seven to eight hours of sleep every 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But as a mother, hey, <laughs> especially a new mom. <laughs> <laughs> especially a new mom. Now, that is an exception because babies can need to feed every three hours. Three hours, or yes, yes. Yo. Or but, even cluster feeding. Sometimes a baby will keep you awake all night with colic. Those are exceptions. Yes. And so we, you, you, you can just try and rest. At least rest, even yes. though it's not sleeping. Mm. You know, even sitting on a chair doing nothing is resting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That can work. That can work. That can work. Yeah. It's something I've used with both. My- and I'm very tired and I don't have an opportunity to sleep. So you're saying that we should go somewhere basically um, where you can't, you, you, you get like an interrupted peace where you cannot hear the baby, um, you know, where, where, where you can just be in your thoughts for a couple of minutes. Um, yes. Yeah. And I think, uh, guys. Oh, you enjoy a whole cup of something. Because when babies come, you find yourself drinking cold tea all the time. And coffee. It's so sad. It's such a sad story. Um, Yes, but I, I actually found a hack somewhere on, well, I don't know whether it was Pinterest, mm. where I found, I made a corner in my room. Okay. And I used to have this uh, lazy, this lazy boy, like this couch that swings. Yes. You, you have just a corner and in that corner, it must always be tidy mm. and you can Take a time out for just 20 minutes with your hot cup of chocolate and you're like, please don't call me. I don't go with my phone. I don't go with the baby. I'm saying this is my 20 minutes of time in a day. Okay, I no. don't want interruptions. Nobody to call me. <laughs> no, that's, 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 that's. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Do you think actually like now that we're talking about this, do you think it's important to have good mental hygiene, especially as a mom? Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Because now if you, the, the biggest myth, especially amongst African mothers, is that when you give birth, everything is about the baby now. Mm. And you neglect yourself. Mm. And it's even worse if you're a wife. Oh, yes. Because now you have the baby, you have your husband. And then when you have time, yes. you can take care of yourself. Exactly. And when I went into, one of the things that I'm not shy to talk about is I went into depression a a few years back. Mm. And I realized it's because I was taking care of everyone except myself. Mm. I was overgiving in my relationship. I was putting myself last. So it was the children, it was my husband, and then my friends, and then me. And I realized that was a very hard time of my life. So even my children know mm. that when mommy locks her bedroom door, you don't go banging because mm. mommy needs time to shower, mm. mommy needs time to prepare. And then when you 
when you take time to groom yourself, you've showered, you've prepared, you smell nice, you look nice. Mm. Then now you have something to give. When somebody asks you for me or mommy, can you make me some some milk? Now you feel like you can do it. Mm, mm, but no. if you, yes, so if you start your day without putting yourself first, you feel harassed all the time. Yeah. And it's not a life worth. Yeah. No, it's that that definitely that definitely um makes sense. So what you're saying is it's important to have some time to yourself to clear your mental load. And your specific time is morning time. And no one must interrupt that time. And it's actually okay to have pockets in the day that, that mm. you know, that you're saying, okay, this is my time and I am not to be interrupted in this time. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes, no. I would do that. And a, a, big, a big one for mothers is help. Yes. Even though you can't afford to believe in help. Yes. Group team up with other moms. Mm. I've seen my friends do this so well. Mm. Uh, I have friends who are single moms. Mm. And they say, this Friday, you have all our five children. Oh, nice. <laughs> Me, I'm going for a drink. Yes. I'm just going out to have a glass of wine by myself. Yes. <laughs> no, that makes sense. And next time, I'll take the children. Mm. You go to the salon. No. You know. I mean, because sometimes, you know, it's not like people don't want to have a break. It's the fact that they can't afford to, you know, there's, you know, like, yes. especially the way the economy is going now. So there's no reason mm. why as a new mom or if you're a mom of one, mm. you can come together and help each other. Like nowadays, like me and yes. my neighbor, I'm like, ah, I'm going to the shop. I can like literally, I'm like, do you want anything? Because I know um, her husband is not there sometimes. So I usually make sure that, okay, um, is there something that I can assist here or there? You know, sometimes just make making a fellow mom's life easier is doing a service mm -hmm. to her, you know? Absolutely. No, definitely. Thank you so much for enabling us to have, you know, this conversation. And, you know, yeah. for, for the moms who are listening to this, as in now you know, Mental mm. health doesn't choose people, number one. You may actually be a doctor, like Dr. Noni. You may be just a stay-at-home mom. You know, it does not choose yeah. you according to your career, according to your age, according to whether you have a mom of one or a mom of two. It does not choose you that way. And mm. it's okay not to be okay. You know, at the end of the day, we are all human, you know. We will be challenged one way or another with mental health. It's just how we take it. And yes, it could even be before you become a mom. So if this is something that you're going through and you want to become a mom and you're worried that your mental health is not okay, you can actually go and speak to someone about it. As Dr. Noni said, let's not make it complicated. Just go to a doctor. I wanted to actually ask you, um, as a doctor, mm -hmm. if somebody has a mental yeah. health challenge, does that mean that they, can, they are not fit to be a mother? Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. I've lived through depression as a mother of two. Yes. And I still struggle with anxiety even now. Yes. And I believe with all my heart that I was meant to be a mother. Yes. So mothers have schizophrenia, ADHD, mm. bipolar. It's, it's just like asking someone if you're diabetic, 
are you fit to be a mom? You know, mental illness is just like malaria Mm. or, you know, it's just the way you can be hypertensive. So what do you do? You just go to the doctor, get your treatment and get on with it. It shouldn't stop you from living your life or being a mom or having a partner. Yeah, Yeah. so if if you're a mom or a mom-to-be or you're thinking about motherhood and you're hearing this, just know that it's okay. And most moms, I think uh, we've talked about this already, bottle things up um, because of a fear of being judged by society, you know, and or, or you're not sharing it or, you know, you don't want now to be seen that you're going to this specific hospital or to be seen that you're taking medication because you're scared mm-hmm. of what will society think of me, you know? Yes. But the truth that's very true. Yes, but the truth is, guys, bottling things up can actually have even a more dangerous more dangerous consequences than actually dealing with it. You know? Mm. Mm. And now, thanks to Dr. Noni, we know how to. <laughs> yes. And and the work of many other good doctors out yes. there. I think it's amazing that you're having this conversation mm. because I just came into motherhood when my sister was nailing it. Everyone looked like they were not struggling, like Mm. it was easy. There is no struggle. So I'm so grateful. (laughs) Yes, I'm so grateful that you're having these conversations because there are many moms, first time, second time, third time, who will listen and they will will know that they are not alone. So thanks even for being brave and vulnerable enough to start this conversation. Thank you so much for hopping on to, you know, um, give us, uh, you know, uh, more information, you know, because that also helps. I I can tell my story, but if other women join me in telling the story, then people, people and mothers will truly know that they are not alone. Um, Do you have any Mm. parting words for us? Yes, I would part with saying that motherhood is a beautiful experience. Yes. And your life will never be the same, Mm. both in positive ways and in negative ways. Mm. But with some support, a little patience, and staying present a day at a time, you should be okay. Yes. And don't overthink it. You're the best mom for your child. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah, you are the best mom for your child. You know, God, God knew why... He chose you. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on this very informative and much needed, um, you know, conversation. And thank very, you. Very. Yeah. And thank you for sharing and helping us sort of break down the aspects of mental health. You know, where can they find you on your socials? Um, I'm the mind doctor, the mind doctor on Instagram, the mind doctor on TikTok. Mm hmm. And we've launched a new YouTube channel. It's called Coaching for Impact, yes. which is also there on all the social platforms. And you can also listen to Coaching for Impact on Spotify yes. and Google Podcasts. We love this. Yes. So we love we've, this. Just, we've just launched and hopefully more mental health content will be coming your way soon. Okay, great. If you want to catch 
anything in more detail. Um, I love the fact that Dr. Noni breaks it down for us in her social. So please do go catch um, catch her on that side. So until next time, once again, I am your host, Miss Wakesho. Thank you so much. See you. <laughs> Bye.